Saturday at a time. I'm your host, Lori Richliano, along with my husband and co-host, Victor Richliano. For the next hour, we're going to be talking horse, which is my favorite subject in the world. So saddle up, sit back, and relax. We have a great show planned for you. What did you do to the weather? Well, I turned the West Coast hot and the Midwest and the East Coast cold. I don't know what it is you're doing, but this is getting ridiculous. We've had we snow. actually had snow. It didn't stick. It's a light. But we had that white stuff on the ground. That's a warning. Yes. That's yeah, a warning. That, have you got your uh, reflectors in yet? No. And Dylan Bakken already sent me a note that said, do you have your snow reflectors in? I'm like, no, I do not. <laughs> and this is horrible because... Can I put that video up? No, of me shaking those of reflectors. Of you shaking the reflectors. This is what, two years ago, That's, three years ago? And you know, that does remind me. I better get in before the ground freezes. The ground is frozen. It's not frozen yet. Sure it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Let's see that. It is. All right, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a note on my door, do not wait till spring. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Seriously, the snow came down, and I'm like, no, this is really good, 2020. Here you well, go. You know, you could force those little sticks in because you could always go see Dr. S afterwards, because <laughs> I know it'll throw you off. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and with that being said, we need to let all the listeners know that this week's show, again, is sponsored by Healing Arts Chiropractic in Wapaton, North Dakota, Dr. Garrett Schwinghammer. 709 Dakota Avenue, Suite B in Wapaton, North Dakota, and their phone number is 701-591-2727. It makes my back feel great. <laughs> they do a great job, and I'll have uh, contact information in the show notes where you can get a hold of them, and they've been a great support. Wasn't he fun last week to hear? Yeah, and I did not I did not like it last week when you were helping him win the... I didn't help him win. Yeah. They, I did not. Yeah. The, that was Stump Lori, and you were not only stumped, you were ground, burnt, and you dirt know, thrown over the top. I couldn't even. I hit the well, buzzer. What was the final score? Seventeen to zero. You know that was that was pure cheating. It was not cheating. Okay, but the best part. Okay, so the next week, you know, the right after the week, right after the show aired, right, his daughters came in for lessons, right? right? And so then we're saddling up the horse. I'm like, so Doctor S, what is this? And I'm showing, <laughs> yeah, I'm showing him, you know, the the cinch and, and he the latigo. All the answers. Oh, he knew the he knew the cinch, and he's looking at me like I go, yes, that. A lot ago. That's yes. what you were trying to beat me on. You, but he did beat you. He did, he did yeah, beat you, which cheating. was really good. Now, we've had, it's it's actually been almost two weeks since we've aired the show, because it has been a crazy two weeks here. I, we have three litters of kittens on the ground. This is insane. And two of them were by C-section. Yes. So you were in surgery with those. And then the last one, there was no C-section. You thought everything was great. Yeah. But we had uh, little Peggy Eileen, who was... I don't little, know if anyone has seen, has seen my Facebook. If you haven't gone to Facebook, you need to go to Lori's Facebook page and check out Peggy Eileen. Peggy she Eileen's is little my tiger. hard cat. She's this little tiny tiger. She's a tiger-striped kitten, and she was born with only three legs. So sad. She's so left we call now. her Peggy Eileen. Because that's what she's going to be doing. Yes. And um, we had a little bit of a scare with her last week, and that's why we didn't get a show up. She had, a, she that, had a little hernia. Uh, she had a little hernia, and it was coming out. And at the time, she was, what, three ounces? Just about four ounces. And I rushed her to the emergency, which is with Dr. Sarah Bach, and yeah. everything is just tied in here. Um, and I'm like, Sarah, we got to do this. And she's like, it's like four ounces. And I'm like, we kind of do this. Yeah, because it was the way it was sticking out. It would have whipped bacteria in, and yeah. she would have passed away. And Dr. Successful. Sarah Successful. did a phenomenal, successful surgery on her to yeah. put that back. She in. and I were both in the surgery room, going, "Okay, how much, how much isoflurane are we putting here to make her, you know, go oh, out it, and relax?" It was the the thing that was. Uh, I saw some of the pictures from the surgery that you posted, and there's the little nose cone that fits over the nose of a cat. Right. And her entire head is laying inside the cone yes. because they don't have anything that small. She's so tiny. It was like microsurgery. It was. It absolutely was microsurgery. And, you know, Sarah and I were talking about that. We have to give big kudos to the, you know, surgeons, you know, human surgeons who do work on children and babies yes. and such. And with this microsurgery, we're just like blown away with it. You absolutely are blown away with and it. And you know what? We've been working with Dr. Sarah for 20, 20 some years, years now. And it she really impresses me every day. See, right. you know what? That's what's really nice, though, is we, we kind of joke back and forth about it, too. But a veterinarian, 
is not only for horses, for cats, for all species, and then you just have a doctor who just right. just does humans, right. just does just does humans, just yeah, just, just, just humans. humans, yeah, like that's like that's minimal, <laughs> yeah, just humans. But uh, I mean, Doctor Sarah has done such a great job for us over the years, taking care of our animals, and and little Peggy is doing great. Peggy's doing great. She's how many ounces now? She's at almost eight ounces, which is oh. amazing because she's only two weeks old. So she's, yeah, she's oh, yeah, a little bit over two weeks right, now. Right, which oh, is my eight ounces is right where she needs to be because yeah. at four weeks she wanted to be a pound, mm -hmm. 16 ounces and a pound. See, I can do math. I'm shocked. And um, that's where we want her to go. And she's doing adorable, and she's not spoiled at all. We've already started getting. I mean, I've already got a carrier so that when she gets, when she's weaned from her mother, I can carry her around my neck with me everywhere I mean, the I go. little girl is just barely waddling around. And uh, my office tends to get a little cool in the winter because it's upstairs and we're still have an episode of Hoarders going on. Oh, I've sequestered Victor to the um, upstairs. And, and like that we still have all of Lori's boxes, which are covering my heater vent. Oh, wow. I have a little uh, milk house heater that keeps me warmer here, but I bought Peggy her own heated pod. So that she can come up here and sit in her pod with me while I'm working. Um, so, you know, for a horse show, we really talk about Sphinx Castle. I know, but that's what the last two weeks, that's what's taken over our life. Is Sphinx I mean, you barely had time to get out and work Max. He's doing great. Yes. That's our training horse that belongs to the Frosleys. Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw the session with him yesterday. Right. And he's doing fantastic. Yeah, we're, we're again, we do cognitive communication, going back to our horse stuff, which is basically allowing that horse to speak to you in a language and to understand the language that you can communicate to, which makes them become more brave because that's what he needs. He needs to have the ability so that he can feel more confident. Right. That's his problem right now. Is he's, confidence. he's a nice horse, but he has zero confidence. And he's a little bit of a fraidy cat. Yeah. So we're trying to get him a little bit more bold. Um I don't think he'll ever be as bold as Mookie or some of the other horses that we have because it's we started way back with him. Yes. But he is improving and he's doing well. And I think he's going home at the end of the month. Yes. So he's going to go trick-or-treating. That's what he's going to do. We're getting close to Halloween. Mm -hmm. You know. And, um, with your snowsuit on. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the horses, welcome to Minnesota horses because are loving the cold. Well, water. yeah, but welcome to Minnesota. If you don't have a Halloween out outfit with a snowsuit, it's just... well, I noticed too. I'm sitting across from you while we're putting the show together that you have switched from uh, Coca Cola to hot tea now. Yeah, that's how you know the change of the season. The change of the season. And we're working with that, and so uh, the horses. We do have some lesson spots still available. Yes. Um, because with the weather, and it's it's tough right now because we have kids going in and out of school. Uh, this one is, week they're again, distance learning, next week they're in school, then they're back hybrid again, and, and it's like, there's high, I can't even keep track of it. No, I just hope the, par the parents keep me involved. So we're figuring out what's doing what and what's our schedule. But yeah, we're doing nice and we're, we are taking in some uh, learning students, some, uh, I should working say, working students. students. Working so students. if they're interested in taking riding lessons from you, they can email you where? They can email me at lori at hoofbeatsofhawaii.com. Or they can call you directly at? 612-816-8066 is myself. And you can give Lori a quick call and uh, get those lessons set up. We do have a few slots available. I know Saturdays are booked solid. Uh, the weekends are gone, but we have some slots during the week, especially if your children are doing distance learning. Or if you're if you're teaching them at home. Right, and they're being taught at home, mm -hmm. and you want an activity to get them out of the house. We have a, a fair amount of spaces open in the beginning of the day because everybody right. wants the afternoons now with those that are in the school. Right. So make sure you get those dates booked in quickly. Now, also, too, we've been talking about that West Fargo auction that's coming up quickly. It's uh, next Friday. Oh, my, yeah. That it's, it's going to be. And so, again, it's the same thing we've been talking about with this auction is it's 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 fall. So people are taking their horses to auction and cause they don't want to keep them for the winter or for whatever reason like that. So it's actually a very good opportunity time to find that horse, that working horse that you want to work slight, you know, work during the winter and that you've got a great horse come spring. Right, and it's also to remember that we had the auction that went off a few weeks ago in Sox Center, mm -hmm. and at these auctions, unfortunately, we do get some horses that are just being dumped, Yeah, and people can't afford to care for them anymore. And sometimes and that's actually a benefit for the horse. Correct, and it's, uh, there's a group out there, it's the October 23rd West Fargo Horse Auction Group. Actually, I'm sorry, it's West Fargo Horse Auction October 2020 mm -hmm. on Facebook. Again, that's uh, West Fargo Horse Auction October 2020. And you can you can actually search that on Facebook. On Facebook, and I would go support that group. They're going to be there if you can. Now, their main priority, like they said, they're not looking for that unicorn for your grandchild. 
what they're looking for or horses that they don't think are going to survive through the sale, meaning that they're going to end up in the killer lots and they want to give them a chance at life. There's a, there's a lot of great horses out there that seem to fall through the cracks. Um, right. Sometimes a little, we were just talking about it the other day when I was working with Dave. Dave is one of our uh, ponies. Right. He's a walking horse pony. And he is just, he's adorable. He's fantastic. Um, so highly trained. But he actually slipped through the cracks and came to us. And some people turned him down because he was like in his mid-20s. You know, right. we probably estimate about 20, 20, 20 to 25. Yeah, somewhere right around there. Right. And people are like, oh, way too old. I'm like, no, that's awesome. I, right. I love and that. I, you know, the, the hills mm-hmm. who have the kennel here in Breckenridge, mm-hmm. the Sunset Hill mm-hmm. kennels. Um, they were fantastic because they went and rescued Dave. Yeah. Now, they had a number of horses themselves, and they were full, and they knew about our lesson program, so they contacted us. So Dave hit a safety net. Yeah. And the other one is he came with Flicka. And Flicka's actually quite right Yeah, and Flicka's a little mini that uh, she would have definitely fallen through the cracks if it wasn't for uh, Lisa and Dustin Hill, yes. who went and picked those horses up and contacted us and now they've got a good life i mean dave works his little took us off oh dave's awesome though. and he's awesome i mean he's gives confidence to kids he's i i use him horse. i use him for like ride some smaller riders who, who lack confidence he gives them his confidence right as a matter of fact uh dr s his girls ride here yes and they ride dave mm-hmm. and they love dave everyone loves dave you know hey you know they got that really neat picture of dave with uh one of dr s's girls You'll have to put that up on our Instagram so people can take a look at that. And so make sure you either attend that auction. And the other thing, too, is any place that you are listening to this podcast, it's not just the West Fargo auction. These auctions are going on everywhere, all over the United States. And a lot of them every week. And they're every week. And if you have the ability to save one horse, we can't save them all. But if you can save one horse, it's a great thing. So check out your local auctions and see what's going on with those. Now, with our analytics, we've talked about those in the past, and guess who's still number one statewide for listening to our show? Probably where? Ohio. Ohio. Ohio is still, Minnesota's gaining. Okay. Our local listeners have heard this, and I got to tell you, our friends here in Minnesota, stepping you need it up. to step it up a little bit more, because Ohio is still Ohio. staying Ohio, yes. I'm yeah, I got to figure, that's got to be where Dr. S is from, and that's why he beat you at Stump Glory oh, last week. Oh, please, no, it's the Buckeye State. It's the Buckeye State, the and Buckeye they are State. number one. Oh, you know, they do have a lot of good horses in there, too. Right, and we've got some more listeners from Russia, which are listening in, and Ireland is still the number one country outside of the U.S. listening to us. Well, they have a wonderful question in there. Oh, yeah. So those of you that are our friends that are listening in South America, you guys need to step it up. Yes, come on, guys. You know, we know you guys personally. You need to get out there and start subscribing to this podcast. And with that, those of you that are listening to this podcast on the uh, direct link, you can also go and subscribe. We are currently on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, along with about 100 other platforms. And when you subscribe, what that does for you is you don't have to wait and remember, oh, gee, Lori's on the radio. No, it actually tells you right away. Another thing with that, that then you become part of our analytics. Correct. And so I want to see where you guys are. So I know you guys are listening because you guys are direct linking. But instead of just direct linking, subscribe. Subscribe. It doesn't cost get, anything. And you'll get a notification right away. And the other thing is, is we do have about two or three spots available right now for working students. And what's odd is we have a working student position open on Saturdays. Yes. So if you have a family and you want something to do on a Saturday, working students aren't just for kids. We've had some families that come in here, and basically what you do is you do chores around the farm. The big one that we need right now is we need somebody to help clean the stalls. Mm -hmm. It's not a glamorous job. It's not a pretty job. But it's an indoor job. But it's an indoor job, especially during the winter because it's all indoor barns. And um, when you clean the the stalls, we exchange that for riding lessons. So if you're interested in taking riding lessons and it's not quite in your budget, but you have a strong back and you're willing to do some work for it, contact you where? At Lori at HoofBeatsFarm.com. And you can also call the farm at 218-557-8762 and leave a message because we normally don't get to that phone because it's late at night (laughs) and we pick up the messages. 
Well, yeah, with that, Lori, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to play another round of Stump Lori. Are we going to not cheat this time? Well, there's nobody here to beat you, so it's oh. all on your own, so you have to win. I, you know, it's like one of those things where everybody gets a trophy. Oh, my goodness. So you're going to obviously win this time, but we're going to see if we can stump you. <laughs> And then we're going to talk about seven reasons why equestrians would survive the apocalypse. Oh my, here we go. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. When we change the way we look at things, things change. Introducing equine-assisted physical and psychotherapy available at Rich Liano Farms and partnered with licensed therapists Ashley Thompson and Danae Hagenson. Equine-assisted therapy is on the forefront of the most successful treatments used to improve all levels of mental well-being, including PTSD, autism, trauma, children and family conflict, as well as helping to relieve the day-to-day -day stress we all experience in our lives. So whether you're dealing with the loss of a loved one, a traumatic event, or just feeling stressed out, let us show you how a session with one of our therapy horses and licensed counselors can start you on your path to a relaxed, happier you. Most medical insurance is accepted. Contact 218-643-9330 or visit alwayshorses.com to set up your appointment today. At Rich Liano Farms Training Center, we work with you and your horse to make what you want easy for your horse to understand and to help you achieve your riding goals. Our training methods are proven by our clients' successes. We don't do gimmicks. We build a solid foundation. Horse training and riding lessons are available and taught by a United States Equestrian Federation horse judge, clinician, and trainer. Visit us on the web at alwayshorses.com or call us at 218-557-8762 to schedule your horse training session or riding lesson at Richliano Farms today. Welcome back to Hitches and Lord, brought to you this week by Healing Arts Chiropractic, Wapton, North Dakota. We're rekindling America's love affair with a horse one Saturday at a time. I'm Lori Richliano, your host, along with my co-host and husband, Victor Richliano. If you enjoy all things equine, this is the place to be. You know, I know this is the place to be because we're going into Stump Lori. And you got your little rear end. You know what? Kicked last That's time. because you cheated. No, we didn't cheat. You Dr. Cheated. S knew the answers. You no, know, he had person in the sidelines who do who was keep poking at him. Thank you, Jessica. No, you're and, not allowed to say her name on the air. Okay, I won't say Jessica's name on the air. Well, and, know, wait a minute, we can because she was supposed she was bribing me with sweets. Mm -hmm. Did you get it? She was supposed to bring me sweets every week, not to say Jessica Miller on the air. I thought you didn't get it, did you? No. So we won't say Jessica Miller just because I'm an honorable person. We won't mention Jessica Miller on the air. That's 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 good that you're honorable. Because you know, the brownies the first week were really good, so I didn't mention Jessica Miller, and I didn't put her on the <laughs> air with Dr. S, but I didn't get anything sweet from her this week, so we won't say Jessica Miller's name on the air. No, definitely we not. Because we don't want to upset her over that. No, But I not. did, I did get some great banana bars from Kaylee. Okay, yeah, I know. I and saw this. They're coming were, for their lessons. This is what's... Oh, and they bring me treats. So it's like I turn around, I just... I, I love... Them. Kaylee has brought me treats on a consistent level. So what I'm literally telling people is like, okay, you brought treats, go find Vic. He's giving you your lesson. Oh, they're, they're great. Okay, they're... they're and, you they're, know, and they're learning well because now they have a good coach. Oh, my gosh. One who knows these 101 words every equestrian because, should know. Oh, my gosh, you're such a... Mm. You know, and this is segment... You know, you gotta be careful. This is segment number four... Yes. ...of six. Uh -huh. So you still have a couple more to rebuild your reputation it's, and we're going to have to have somebody in for like that lightning round it's really end. bad when you have to like disable my there was nothing disabled you just can't work that thumb no for my this is like a little buzzer right you know because it's laser buzzer and he disabled i didn't disable it. i saw the it. light go on it was just you late. just ignored it okay well, what we're doing this is stump lorry and it's a horse terminology 101 words every equestrian should know and it's based on an article that was written by carmela abel and we broke it into a six-part series and today we're going to be talking about uh horseback riding terminology because okay. you just totally biffed it on the gear oh, so no. we're, we're not even going to go back to that so we're going to ask you these questions and see if you know what they are. You know, now I could we could wait and get somebody in to challenge you, but I don't. I want you to feel good this week. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to put. I don't understand your aggressiveness. It's not. It's getting. It's getting cold out. It's not and, aggressiveness. Um, you know. Well, no, as it is right now, I can't sleep in our bedroom with those kittens because it's so hot in there. I'm fine in there. It's like it's 30 degrees outside. You know, our bedroom at 85. It's fine. It's like sauna. It's like it feels like the West Coast. Oh, it's horrible in there. I love it. All right, here we go. 101 terms 
This is on horseback uh, uh, riding terminology. Okay. okay. So, okay, I'm going to start you out with an easy one. Okay. What is a canter? Canter is a three-beat gait, which is a, you know, basically a three-beat gait is a horse when they move. Like, so for instance, how do they have three beats with four feet? Well, that's how we're going to talk about it. Okay, so a walk is a four-beat gait. No, we're not there got, yet. No, but no, 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 no. no. Then you alpha. cannot understand. No, okay, you lost a point. You're at negative zero. Oh, my now. gosh. No, and you, you don't cannot. even have a co person competing against you. Okay. You and got, you're already losing. Well, you are just like a, a chatty Kathy. You are just, you got to stay you on try the program. To, no, okay. All right, if I told you a beat, and you just brought up a very good point. Right, okay. Yeah, and you just brought up a very good point. How can a horse have a three-beat gait if it's about four feet? I don't know. Okay, well, let me tell you. Okay. So you see how this works? Okay. Okay. You can't so, use the word walk. No, you have to use the no, word walk. No, because that's at the end. You cannot walk. You cannot canter if you cannot walk. Well, well walk is at the end. Victor, you can't you, jump ahead. Not. I'm, where so you is, have to where form is your that answer. A, where is a shock collar? And you have to form your answer in the form of a question. I'm going to walk out. <laughs> I'm just going to walk okay, out. Tell us about the canter. Okay, well, the canter is actually, everything starts back from the walk, and that's all we're going to talk. Walk is called a four-beat gait. That means each foot takes a step. One, two, three, four. A trot is a two-beat gait, which means that two, two feet strike the ground at the exact same time. It's actually called a diagonal gait. Because the left front and the right rear will strike at the same time. Now, a canter is a three-beat gait, which means that one foot strikes, two feet strike, and then the other one is. So one, two, three. So they actually have a moment of suspension in the air. Cool. And based on that, what does a canter lead? A lead is, the is if they're, say, turning to the left, that's the leg that is left, which is leading. So you'll actually see that's that moment of suspension when the leg is up in the air. So it's the front leg. It's the front leg. Okay, and... They actually have a hind lead too on the counter. Correct. And what is the hind leg? Is it the opposite it, leg? No, or the it same should be. Leg? It should be the same because you got to think about it. When we canter, which is like almost a gallop for people who don't who don't have that visual, um, they are going. Say, let's say they're going to the left, which means they're kind of leaning a little to the left, but we want them to be balanced. So those two legs should be leading the movement. Whereas if you had a left front leading and the back hind on the opposite side leading, then we kind of we call it cross canter. Cross canter, yeah, because they would be off balance. Right, we want them balanced and we want them to be able to stabilize. Which is not a good thing because a lot of our riders aren't balanced. So the horse isn't balanced. We're not talking about you being not balanced. That's like true, that. that's true. You told me I needed to get in shape, and I told you round is a shape. Yeah, and you're proving that to so me. So I'm perfectly happy you're with that. You're proving that to me with your treats. Kaylee, keep bringing those treats. They are Make fantastic. Make them round. Make them round. Now, um, here's the question that goes back to the question like what came first the chicken or the egg okay so if you're going straight down the trail and you ask the horse to canter which is the correct lead there actually isn't at that point it's more of where the balance of the horse is so unless you are you know somewhat going to the left otherwise it's whatever the horse is more comfortable with. so there's no lead going to the right no there's if you're going to go to the right the horse is going to lead to the right okay all right well we'll give you a half a point for that one so oh my you, gosh. you have plus one half don't All bring right. him any more. <laughs> Just not. What is the proper diagonal? We rise and fall to the shoulder to the wall. That's what we talk about. Okay, so. What if there's no wall? Then you messed up. No. Um, that's our little idiom that we talk about. For instance, when. Did I'll, you just call me an idiom? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Now, basically what it is, is remember me. we talked about a two-beat gate where the opposite legs strike. Yes. So a trot is a two-beat gait, and when we say that they are on the correct diagonal, that means as the horse's outside front leg rises, goes forward, we rise at the same time. Again, that balances that horse. Reason being, say you're going to the left. Horse is kind of leaning a little to the left, so if we rise and fall with the shoulder to the wall, we're going to balance that horse out. So if you just remember, you'll hear it in, in, our, in our lessons all the time, if they're trotting to the left, I'll say rise and fall with the shoulder to the wall. And so as that leg goes up forward, they're rising and they sit back down. Cool. Okay, here's an interesting one that a lot of people don't hear. Yeah. And I, so I think this is uh, will be a good one to go over with them, is disengaging the hind end. Okay. What is that and when would you do that? Well, you know, that you don't want them to draw. Okay, disengaging the hind end. It kind of depends on what you're doing. You don't want them to have, the, most of the time we want to engage the hind end. <clears throat> that's what I'll say. And that's what you tell me all the time is, you know, engage the hind end. 
Right, because everything, remember the motor to the horse and everything starts in the hind, right? So we want that. I assume that the only time that you don't want that horse to be so strong in the hind is when, like, the horse is, say, rearing or bucking like that, right. which hopefully we're not going to run into. And my, again, my quote when I say that, if I see a horse that's starting to have issues going forward and it looks like he's going to kind of rear up, I go, four on the floor. Put four on the floor, which means get that front end engaged. Make that horse go forward. Push your hands forward. Use your legs. Drive that horse forward. You don't want that horse to just be all hind end if there's reason. Now, a lot of times the reason if the horse is not going forward or wants to rear up, maybe you check your hands. Right. Are your brakes on? You're putting your gas on, which is your legs. I see this all the time. My goodness, lesson. yeah. They, I tell them that they're out walking the horse, especially like Miss, mm -hmm. Missy is our, our quarter horse mare. And Missy tends to be a little bit lazy and likes to go slow. Mm -hmm. And I will tell them to squeeze her on and move her forward. And when they squeeze her, she starts to step out, and they feel that forward momentum. And especially the beginning riders tend to grab onto those reins. And even if you just squeeze your hands closed to get a tighter grip on the reins, she feels that, and that means stop. And what I've also found, which is kind of an odd thing, but a lot of new riders, when they squeeze with their legs, they squeeze with their hands at the same time. I know. I so, noticed that. I know. So they squeeze their legs and hold back with their hands. And it's like almost, even though they're like, they're not afraid to go forward, but it's like an automatic thing. Right. So what I tell people is push your hands forward so the horse goes forward. So use your legs and push your hands forward. That'll they, open your hands. When they do that, it's kind of like driving a car and putting one foot on the brake and then stepping on the gas and wondering why you're not going anywhere. True. And I do, and I talk to the parents who've got like young teenagers that are just getting ready to turn 16. I go, I'm helping you right now pass your driver's test. Correct. Because literally, I'm telling you how much gas to put on, how much brake to put on. So now we talked about disengaging the high end. Mm -hmm. What about engaging the high end? We want that horse to be engaged. We want those hind end. That's where your motor is. It's kind of what we talked about. Your legs are tied to those horses' hind legs, if you think of it that way. So when you squeeze your legs a little bit, that horse's hind legs should go underneath you. We want that motor to go. We don't want to just have what we call dragging your hawks, where they kind of haul over back down and barely go. I want our legs to tell the, their hind legs to get underneath you. Okay. And what is a flying lead change? Okay, so we talked about the canter, where the canter say if the horse is, is leading to the left, you have the left front leg out, okay? And so you're going to the left. Now what happens if you're making, say, a figure eight, you're going to switch to the right part of the circle. That's the horse actually switching mid-gear to the right lead instead. So it's so without left, changing gait, without, staying at the canter. You're staying at the canter, and you're not dropping down to the trot. That would be called a simple change. A simple change is when we go from a canter back down to either a trot or walk, and then pick up the, the canter again. But if the horse is really well trained... And you keep the horse straight, yes. And you keep the horse straight, it will do it without... Because I noticed Ted does that really well, yeah. especially running the barrels. Yeah. A lot of, you'll see a lot of barrel horses, they do what we call flying lead changes. They don't just stop and change their lead. It's through the balance that they feel from you that they actually change their front end and their hind end. Now, when they're talking about the gate, mm -hmm. is that like the big wooden thing that goes into the arena? No, that's what I talked about before. So, you know, I said, you know four-beat gait, which is okay. basically the horse's movements. They have distinct movements, which is like walk, trot, canter, gallop. Okay, now you just mentioned gallop. What is a gallop as opposed to a canter? A canter is collected. It's a three-beat gait. A gallop can be four-beat, but it's a four-beat gait. Okay. So it's one, two, three, four. And they're running. Gallop, take a look at the racetrack. That's a gallop. Okay. And at a gallop like that, I mean, that's mainly like the racehorses. Neural horses. Stuff, they're galloping. They're galloping. Barrel horses are galloping. Okay, and how does that refer? What's the difference between a gallop and a hand gallop? A hand gallop is a controlled three-beat gait. It's still, it's not a four-beat gait. A hand gallop is actually still a three-beat gait, but it's on the edge of becoming a gallop. Okay, and if you're on a hand gallop, would you call for a half halt? Oh my gosh, no. Well, actually, you could. And what is a half halt? A half halt is a pause in the sentence. I prefer to think of a half halt as almost like a semicolon. So, like, if we're talking in a, I know, this is, we're just we're doing, doing English. English we're now. doing English now. Okay, so all of you that are doing distance learning, pay attention. This is your English class. Mm -hmm. Well, t all right. The best way to describe a half halt, and it is a dressage movement, but I also use it in Western. I use it in other forms as well, is a half halt is like a pause, somewhat of a pause. So, let's say I am cantering, and that cantering is kind of getting a little bit out there, starting to get a little uncontrolled. I may close my hands, close my legs, and kind of give it a like a semicolon in a, in a sentence. How you kind of take a little breath, but then so go on. it just kind of slows it down. Just a second, and then open it up again. 
you rebalance. And what is the difference between a jog and a trot? Uh, it basically it still should be a gait, but a jog is a little bit softer and softer and slower. And the jog would mainly be for Western. Us. We call it, yeah, for instance, a Western is a walk, a jog, and a lope. Whereas a can for in English, it is a walk, a trot, and a canter. Cool. And when you're talking about posting, is that like putting a stamp on a letter and mailing it? No, posting is when you're rising and fall, falling off the uh, on the horse as you're riding. Basically, you're rolling off your thigh and going forward. All posting is, is it allows you to not bounce, 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 bounce at the trot. That's when you heard me say rise and fall with the shoulders to the wall. So you're just kind of rolling off your thigh and getting down so that you're not going bounce, 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 bounce at a trot. You're up and down. You do that in Western, too, when we're like, say, what we call uh, long trotting. When I'm warming up a, a barrel horse or a Western horse and I want to soften their back up or I want to get someplace in a hurry on the, tr on the trail, I will post. Okay. You're so a Western horse. So it's a little bit smoother. It's a little trot. smoother. You're up and down. You're allowing that horse to step underneath yourself, and you're able to get a further distance. Okay. And now the last two terms that are that she has listed here are turn on the forehand and turn on the haunches. Mm -hmm. Forehand. What's the difference? Okay. Forehand is you're turning on the front, which is they're pivoting on one of their front legs, and the other is you're turning on the hind legs. That's all it is, is you've got them put in place. So you've no, got... No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So I'm going down the trail, and I want to turn. Yeah, that's different. Okay, we're okay. You're just turning a turn pretty much because you're kind of going in an arc. But when we're talking about turn on the forehand and turn on the haunches, what that is is actually a dressage term or a Western um, equitation term, where we want that horses. Say if we're going to turn on the front end, we want that front stable and we want the hind end to move around it. If we turn it on the haunches, we want the hind end stable and we want it to. So it's basically out. done at the stop. Oh yes, you're at the stop and you're turning. You're basically showing that a horse has a degree of difficulty. That showing the horse's degree of difficulty of understanding what you want. So I want that horse to give to my legs so that it walks itself around. So basically, turn on the haunches means that the front legs are making a circle around right. the back legs. Oh, correct, pivoting around the hind. Off and of the one other... solid turn on the forehand would be the opposite, moving the rear end around the front. Right, and you've got one front leg that's stable. That's cool. It is cool, and that's it basically cool. stops the forward movement. It shows that you can soften your hands. It shows a degree of difficulty in further riding. Okay, now here's one of mine that is on the list. What is that? And this is going to stump. I know you're going to know what this mm -hmm. is. What is a side pass? Side pass is when you're asking a horse to go, say, to the left or to the right, and they're still going straight, but they're now going to cross their hind and their front legs. So no. they're giving, yes, they're giving with no, their a side pass is when you turn your signal on, you change lanes, and you pass the car on the side. This is why you do not ride horses. I do ride horses. Mm -hmm. But, see, you failed that one, and that was a 20-point question. Oh, my goodness. So all the ones you've gotten right so far, we're back to zero. Oh, point. okay. And so what did my side pass mean with the well, horses? No, I was asking about when you're driving a car. Oh, you should have known that. should have known that. So we're going to give you, we'll give you a half a point for all of your effort, which means you win today because you didn't have anybody to compete against. Woohoo. So we're going to have to bring somebody in next You know week. what? You are so brave for how cold <laughs> it is getting. That's all I am saying. You know what? And your little students are going to stop cooking for you. Oh, soon. no. They're going to keep making me treats. Well, you know what, that, Lori? We're going to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the seven reasons why equestrians would survive the apocalypse. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Clothing alterations and more for the equestrian. Make an off-the-rack or average show jacket extraordinary with custom alterations to your exact size. Custom tailor your show outfit and look your best in the show ring. Western, hunter, showmanship, and more all carefully altered to your correct measurements. Look the part of a champion in the ring with Carol's alterations at Country Cottage Crafts. 218-557-9224 or check them out on Facebook. Country Cottage Crafts in Kent, Minnesota. Birchwood Psychological Center offers holistic, personal, and innovative counseling. Birchwood Psychological Center is here to help you face challenging situations or to help you move your life in a new direction. Birchwood also offers animal-assisted therapy, which has proven to be a highly successful approach to youth counseling. Call Birchwood Psychological Center today at 643-9330, located at 115 5th Street North in Breckenridge, Minnesota. Birchwood Psychological Center, 643-9330. 
Since 1946, C. Jarvis Insurance has proven to be a vanguard in fulfilling the modern horseman's insurance needs. Four generations strong, offering coverage for equine mortality, farm and ranch, personal accident, and more. For 70 years, the C. Jarvis Insurance Agency has been setting benchmarks for service provided with honor and professionalism. Contact Terry Ann Boggs at 952-210-1535 or TAB at JarvisInsurance.com. Brought to you this week by Healing Arts Chiropractic, Wapiton, North Dakota. We're rekindling America's love affair with the horse one Saturday at a time. I'm Lori Richliano, your host, along with my co-host and husband, Victor Richliano. If you enjoy all things equine, you know this is the place to be. Hey, yo, Lori, before we get into this next segment, one of the things that we haven't talked about yet, we did have a special visitor this week. Yes. We had uh, Katie Snow and her son, Oliver, yes. come out to pick up Harry. Harry the Sphinx. Harry the Sphinx. Which was, Who is not uh, so hairy. Who is not so hairy, which is kind of interesting. He's the last kitten that was here from Elsa and uh, Boris. Boris's litter. Mm-hmm. And Elsa is owned by our very good friend, uh, Jan Cole, down in Texas. Mm-hmm. And this completed that litter. And it's always tough when they go home. I know. It's, it is. It's very difficult. You know, the only thing that's made it a little easier is I have all these other kittens I'm working with. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it was kind of interesting because... Uh, you know, I started to get real attached to Harry yeah. because the Snow family was moving. Right. And, see, that's, and I really appreciate the fact that they didn't want to move him into one house and then get him used to it and then move to another house. Right. And that's really important. You have to think about it. It's the same thing we talk about when we move horses or animals, cats, etc. You want to have a very stable environment. And they recognize that. They were in the middle of a move. And they asked if we would keep him just a little longer. And, of course, um, because you don't want to have, like, with moving horses, you want to try to keep the stress to a minimum. Horses, animals, cats, dogs, they need to have the minimum amount of stress as possible. So do humans. Right. So, but with you, Victor, I'm living with you. That's <sighs> why I, you know, I think. Well, that's why I eat pie. And that's why I have Wine Wednesdays <laughs> with the girls. You have Wine Mondays, Tuesdays, <laughs> Wednesdays, Wednesdays through Friday. <laughs> that's because of you, dear. Whether it's the liquid or not, you actually wine. Oh, I come to you and ask you if you like some cheese with that Goodness, wine. listen to you. You're on a, like a roll. I'm on a roll morning. here today. You know what? It must be the cold weather. I'm frisky, just like the stallion. Ugh. Gosh, yeah. no, I don't want to think about that. And out there, move out. Well, this next segment that we're going to do, Lori, well, we want to congratulate the Snow family and yes. Oliver, who has got a new playmate on their uh, their new kit. Yes. They're doing great. Uh, check out Lori's uh, Facebook page to see some pictures of them. And Nicely Naked Sphinx, too, on our Yes, it's right there. Mm-hmm. So, now, this next segment, I came across this article, and it was in Heels Down, which is a uh, digital article digital type magazine that I get on a regular basis. And everyone's they have some great information on there. I'll put a link in our show notes on how to get to them. Uh, so Heels you can down. check them out. Heels down. It. It's, a, it. it's a great little online thing. Question. And but every once in a while they have a really interesting article. Not yes. that the other ones aren't, but this one really caught my eye because it's entitled Seven Reasons Why Equestrians Would Survive the Apocalypse. Or insert COVID-19. Right. And the thing about this is that when you think about it, this was us for years. Okay. And it goes over some certain things, and it says the world is really a weird place right now. It's got me thinking a lot about the end of time. Sorry to be a Debbie Downer. And maybe I've been watching too many zombie movies. This is from the person who wrote the article. But anyway, there is a point here. I am in my boredom musings. I realized equestrians would be really good at surviving the apocalypse. Okay, so you maybe not all of us looking at you, dressage divas. Oh, they took a shot. Oh, they took a shot at the dressage people. Not that I disagree with it, but plenty of us. You're Horse crazy. Uh, Lori at hoofbeatswithlori.com. You, no you can send me the hate mail for Victor. Uh, Horse crazies would adapt quickly. I think in an end of the world scenario, a lot of life skills we learn at the barn are actually applicable to that. And the examples that they gave was you could MacGyver just about anything. Okay. And, and MacGyver for those youngings who don't know what well, a MacGyver is. Everybody knows who MacGyver is. No, not the young ones. Well, those that see the young people, they got something called Google. Oh, so just Google MacGyver, and you can watch a couple episodes there. Oh my 
he was this TV personality that could would get into these things and would make like uh, okay, keys like, and bombs out of gum. Yeah, I mean seriously, you know? like you throw him in a room with nothing but a paperclip, and he's like, "Oh, cool, we've got a paperclip." Right, we, we can, can we can solve the world's problems with the paperclip. Yes. So, and it's interesting because they talk about bailing twine and duct tape. No, and yeah. You can fix anything with bailing twine and duct tape. And we have on the side of the road with our horse trailers, Oh, yeah. Too. They're two of the strongest items around. Awesome. I mean, duct tape, I can remember way back when, when I was younger, and my mom and I were traveling with this International Travel All, which is this giant SUV at the time, and we blew the radiator hose. And none of the gas stations or service stations had a radiator hose because it was a truck-sized radiator hose. And we wrapped duct tape around that duct thing tape and drove awesome. it 300 miles old. You know, and actually, what's kind of interesting about duct tape, 4-H every year usually has a duct oh, tape yeah. um, duct contest. Tape. As a matter of fact, the girl that we're not supposed to mention, Jessica Miller, yes. when we were one of the last ones before COVID-19 that we had an actual fair, mm -hmm. uh, she made a duct tape halter. Yes, and, and I know she's made a duct tape bridle before. Yes, and they were fantastic. That was it. Was the bridle bridle, and it was fantastic. And she won the competition. See, it, you can even make a bridle for your horse out, out of duct, duct tape, and it was usable. That was usable. the neatest yes, thing. Yes, absolutely. I mean, usable. the reins, the the head stall, and it wasn't sticky. And it wasn't sticky, <laughs> and it worked really well. So they can horse people can MacGyver just about anything. You know, they've used hoof picks to open bales. I, I read something here so they used hoof picks to open a beer. Um, <laughs> I saw that, and that's the most important thing to you. I was looking Where at that. Where does it say they open it a does, beer? It does. It does. Oh, there I saw, it is. I used it to open a beer. A beer? How? I want. Okay, now I'm gonna have to work on that. Yeah, and I the, wouldn't have thought that. How would you use a hoof pick to open a beer? I don't know. That could be the challenge. Oh, I'm going to fail this. We're going to have to video. Let's do a video challenge of Lori. I'm trying to open a beer. Trying to open a beer. For our listeners that know how to do it, she needs some help. So take a short video of you opening up. And for your teetotalers, it can be a bottle of pop. If you can find a bottle of pop. Yeah, so you can find Coke. And uh, see if you can open it with a hoof pick. I, I need to think about this. you got to figure that out. Without breaking and, the glass. And see if you can do it. The other thing, too, is that people have strategically held their trailers together with zip ties. Yeah, I know. I've seen that going down the road. Oh, yeah. It, it's, and, but it holds. I've held fenders on with zip ties. Yeah, we've done that. We've, you know, we've done the fender thing. It'll it'll work really well. You know, you can fix just about anything mm -hmm. from inside a barn. The other trick, too, when they talk about opening bales, mm -hmm. if you have the string bales, yes. what I've done when I didn't have a knife to open them is you can take a loose string wrap it underneath the other string, pull tight on it, and start in a seesaw sliding motion. in a seesaw motion back and forth, and the friction will cut through yep. the other twine. I'm still focusing on how would I use a hook to open my beer, though. Well, there's no beer in the studio, so no, you're going to have so to wait till we're done with the show, and I then you can try it. The, the other thing is, now, this is definitely you. What's that? Horse people are kind of bossy. No, we're not. <laughs> We are not. We are not. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I gotta get up off the floor. Because oh I am gosh. laughing my rear end off over this. It says either way, that means we're good at giving direction. Yes. I don't know about yeah, taking taking direction. control of the situation. Well and somebody's gotta be the lead mayor. The lead mayor. I gotta be the lead mayor. The lead mayor. I am You're the, the angry lead mayor. <laughs> this is my angry mayor face. <laughs> I know. Put those ears back, bare those teeth, and I run. Do you see that? You know, forever my mayor. I always talk about she. She and I have the same facial expressions. Oh my god! And you have the same hair color. Yeah, we do red. <laughs> we both have red hair. Exactly. It's, it's amazing to watch, but I mean that that one fits you perfectly. You know, and that could be desirable in an apocalypse is you need somebody to take control of the situation. And I will be the leader. Otherwise, everybody just wanders around As, trying to figure out what, what is that? Do. What is that? What is that? Um, they, had a, they had a show, There Can Be Only One. Yes. Oh, that was uh, Highlander. Highlander. There Can there. Be Only One. Where do I win? Do I get a pie? No. I got the trivia question. Okay. You, no. All right. Good for you. Wow. Pat on the back. I need pie. Where's Kaylee? Mm -hmm. Kaylee brings me pie. Mm -hmm. What is her next lesson? <laughs> Probably this week. Next yeah. Wednesday. Oh, good. Wednesday. We're getting close. <laughs> Jeez. Now, the next one is, <laughs> what? this is also you. Oh, my gosh. You can survive a long time without a shower. Oh, really? <laughs> now, wait a minute. we got to talk about Sydney. Oh, Sydney. Yeah. And Sydney. when you have to shower, yeah. you can do it. That Now, Sydney was staying in the barn, and we had to quarantine her yeah. for a few days. <laughs> uh, due to COVID-19, yep. and mm -hmm. uh, it was interesting because 
she needed to take a shower and didn't want to come over to the house because we were staying away from her. Right. Because she was staying in the little apartment in the barn. Mm -hmm. And the problem with the apartment in the barn is it doesn't have a shower. No. But it does have a wash rack. It does have a wash rack. So Sydney was showering in the wash rack. Exactly. So that's another thing that uh, horse people do is they're very adaptive. They are adaptive. And we really don't care if we stink. No. Because we deal with horse manure. Do horse manure? Does horse manure smell? I don't think so. No. You know, people walk in the barn for the first time and say, oh, this place smells. And I said, like, horses? Horses don't smell. No, they don't smell. I think after a while, we just kind of ignore them. All right. Those of you that are out there listening that have horses Mm -hmm. or don't have horses, let's send a quick email to Lori where? Lori at hoofpeaceofbarn.com. And say whether or not you think horses smell. Well, say A, if you have horses. Right. And then B. Do they smell? Right. Because if you don't have horses, you're going to go, oh, they smell. If you have horses, you're like, what? Is that that bossiness I see popping through on you? My ears are bad. (laughs) My ears are bad. I like that. You could survive a really long time without a shower. And the next one is, oh, this is good. <laughs> you don't amuse yourself. Because, well, this is a great article, especially because you spent so much time in surgery. Yes. Now, Dr. Sarah Bakken <laughs> is a great surgeon and a great vet, but one of the problems in today is that that vet hospital is so busy. Mm-hmm. They're shorthanded. And the last three times you've gone in there with emergencies, one, one with Dr. Brewer and a couple mm-hmm. with Dr. Sarah, is you've assisted in surgery. Right. And the thing about horse people in an apocalypse is that blood and guts is a normal thing in your horse horse. We're used to seeing that because horses are the only species that from the day they're born, they're bent on self-destruction. They're a little suicidal. And the other thing that I tell everybody, depending on the value of your horse, yes. is directly proportionate to how it get hurt. Absolutely. If you take an old plug horse that does nothing. And no one wants. You can put it in a field with a barbed wire fence, mm-hmm. old cars, broken glass, refrigerators, and it won't get a scratch. Not on. a scratch. You can take a quarter of a million dollar show horse, put it in a padded stall, it'll eat the padding, colic, and die. Absolutely. With, so, without a doubt. Without, without a, doubt. a doubt. It will go to the most, it'll, it, the weirdest corner it can, slice its body open from top to bottom, and then just die right there. Oh, and we diligently care for wounds. And oh, yeah. one of the examples is it's been about two years now. Dr. Sarah had one of her horses here, PJ, mm-hmm. for training. Mm-hmm. And our cross tie areas mm-hmm. are very safe. We make sure there's nothing the horses can get hooked on, and all the wood is rounded. No, oh, she took care of that, didn't she? And I watched this happen. Yep. She was standing in the cross ties. She leaped into the air, mm-hmm. rolled to her side, and threw herself a on a piece of rounded corner. wood and punctured her side. Yeah, and went almost to her lungs. And there is blood everywhere. Yep. And the working students are coming apart. Screaming. They're screaming, and the apocalypse is happening. And both you and I very calmly walk up. You look at me. I said, I have this. Because she was upset because her stallmate had been moved to the back. Yeah, she didn't like that. She didn't like that. So I said, I have this. You call Dr. Sarah, get her in round. I wrapped it, put pressure on it, walked her calmly to the back where she was standing next to her stallmate with relaxed, continued compression. There is blood everywhere. The students are coming apart. We're We're packing it, getting it taken care of. Dr. Sarah shows up. We stitch her up, and PJ's fine. Mm Mm-hmm. We're used to that stuff, so we would do well in an apocalypse. Yes. Now, we also know how to pick supplies that will last. Mm-hmm. I think you'll take a look at our uh, tack room, and there's stuff in there for like 10 years ago. Oh, there's stuff in there in our tack room. Your saddle is how many years? 50, oh, 60 years it, old? Yeah. Small and it's still being used. Yeah. So horse people know how to pick stuff that's going to last. Well, we know that because, I mean, these horses are tough on stuff. We're tough on stuff. It's out there in the elements. We've got dust. We've got everything that's going on there. And you know what? We don't want to, and we want to make sure that, like, our clothing is like, I mean, yeah, we may not be the most fashionable in the middle but of it's winter. it's going to last. Yeah. You know. Now, I know that this article, and I didn't see the name of who wrote it, but mm-hmm. I know it was written by a woman, because in here it says, same goes for our jeans, breeches, leggings, and bras in capital letters. Bras. So I wouldn't know about getting a bra that lasts. Okay. But I'm we, assuming we that you do. Yes, yes. You know, so you would come to the end of the world totally prepared. Absolutely. Uh, it's a no-brainer that they actually know how to ride and care for horses, mm-hmm. which in the apocalypse, all the mechanical stuff's going to end. Right. So you're going to have to know how to ride horses to get around. Yeah, it's it's know, shocking uh, to me when people go, oh, I don't know how to ride a horse. Well, I mean, look at all your post-apocalypse movies. The first biggest one was Planet of the Apes. Uh-huh. You know, that was after an apocalypse, yep. and we all rode horses. Mm-hmm. Or at least the apes did. Okay. You know, which that's the, have you ever tried to teach a monkey to ride? That is not something I've done. 
You should try that. It no, could be interesting. No, I've got enough. I've got enough monkeys in my life. And the biggest one and the best part of this is what I'm staring I'm at one right now. Because I know you're staring at me. <laughs> That's exactly. I don't eat bananas. I eat banana bread. I know. Same so thing. The next, the last one is that we are already a gang because mm-hmm. we all horse people all hang out and help each other. Yes. That's the one thing, and then, you know, and I found it, and it's one of the things I give to the horse people is even at the horse shows, you're there to win. Mm-hmm. But we've been there and forgot equipment, and people loan you equipment. They help you with your hair. They get your horse ready for you, and then you're sit there competing against that person. It's it is. It's just an extended herd. Really, it's right. an extended it's, herd. It's like I've been at shows and where people have loaned you things because we forgot something. Or like Brandon, our son, mm-hmm. he was showing at a show and he didn't have a hunt jacket. Right. And we, somebody loaned him a hunt jacket and then lost to him in the class. Right. And they said, well, at least my hunt jacket won. Right. <laughs> you know, so they all have a good attitude and we all work together. So we are a gay. Mm-hmm. I would prefer to call that herd. So, and naturally, the horse people will survive the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. We can do it. And apparently, we can eat grass. Yes. And, with and that dandelions morning, are good. Remember the dandelions? Oh, we don't eat those. They were, they were so yeah, good. Nope. Oh, sorry, our time is up. We have to take a quick break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Minnesota Gun Class has trained thousands of students to be safe, competent, permit-to-carry horses. In our classes, you will gain the knowledge and skill to keep you and your family physically and legally safe. You will learn how to develop a personal protection plan, handgun basics, how to select a handgun that's right for you, shooting fundamentals, the legal use of force, what to do legally after a violent encounter, and Minnesota carry law. For more information and to register, visit us at minnesota.gunclass.com. That's minnesota.gunclass.com. Have you ever dreamt of riding a horse, or do you own a horse and dream of better ride? At Richland Farms Training Day, we can make your equine dreams come true. Our training methods are proved by our clients' success in English, Western gaming, and riding down the trail. We don't do gimmicks. We build a solid foundation that lasts. Horse training and riding lessons for all levels are available, including therapeutic riding. Visit us on the web at alwayshorses.com or call us at 218-557-8762 to schedule your horse training or riding lesson at Richland Farm today. Brought to you this week by Healing Arts Chiropractic, Wapiton, North Dakota. We're rekindling America's love affair with a horse one Saturday at a time. I'm Lori Richliano, your host, along with my co-host and husband, Victor Richliano. If you enjoy all things equine, you've come to know this is the place to be. Now, that was a fun show. Yep. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. And, and you've really been really kind of like... Well, you won with Beats with, uh, Stump Lori this week by a half a point. Of course, that was the total amount of points you, you got. You know what? You are just like... Too saucy. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you, okay, oh, no. because we have segment five of six next week, Yes. and it's on horse discipline terminologies. Okay. So you need to study. Oh, oh, thank you for the heads up there, mister. And maybe you could get a tutor. Oh, my goodness. You know, really? maybe like one of the, the Schwinghammer girls can tutor you, okay. because their father just totally dusted you. With, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boy, and with that, we do want to give a, a big thank you. He does to, sit across the table from me a little yeah, further than I, yeah, yeah, that I can't Out of reach. arm's reach. Uh, we do want to give a big thank you to Healing Arts Chiropractic in Wapiton, North Dakota, Dr. Garrett Schwinghammer. They've been sponsoring the show for a few weeks now, and we really appreciate that. And they also donated a 60-foot round pen to Hoofbeats for Healing, which is our nonprofit that uh, gives out grants to families in need with kids or adults that want equine assisted therapy, riding lessons, those type of things, they can apply to get grants. Mm-hmm. And with that, one of the things I want to talk about in this closing segment is it's been a really tough year this year doing um, fundraising. Fundraising has been very COVID-19 difficult. COVID-19 has shut everything down. Well, and for the nonprofits, I mean, it's very difficult as is, and all of a sudden you realize that, you know, people are without jobs, people are in transitional situations. Right. And it's been really tough. And we haven't been able to do any in-person fundraising and our biggest fundraiser of the year would be coming up in about three weeks now. And that's Gobble for You Wobble. Mm-hmm. And it's been mm-hmm. really successful. The You and Mary did a great job making sauce from scratch last year. Uh, it's Mary Anderson, one of our board members. And you guys did a great job with that. And uh, everybody was looking forward to it this year, but we couldn't figure out how to put it on safely to keep people No, no, I could do it with like a takeout menu. That's right. Really and tough. That, even that would have been tough. Yeah. And right now uh, in our area, we're having a huge spike in the number of positive cases. Right. So I think we made the right decision by postponing it till next year and not doing it this year. But in lieu of that, what we did is we started a virtual trail ride. 
and that's kind of fun. Now, the biggest thing with the virtual trail ride is we say virtual trail ride, but that means just enjoy your horse anywhere. Or your pet. And what this is, is literally, it's a way for you guys to donate to Hoofies for Heal. So it's, it's, there's not a competition. You're not beating your kid down the road with your horse. What you're doing is you're going out, taking, I think, take pictures of yourself enjoying your tra horse trail ride, and then you can post them, send them to us, and we'll put, put them on our Facebook pages, and you can also put them on Instagram. Right, and the, the thing with it is what we came up with when they came up with this idea was to encourage people to spend time with their animals. Right. Either riding uh, them, horses. grooming them, Even walking them. if you don't them. have a horse and you're listening to this show and, and you, you got want this to cat. support, you have a cat, you have a dog, whatever mm -hmm. it is. And I noticed that some of our uh, Sphinx owners mm -hmm. are participating in the virtual trail ride. Yes. Uh, Mr. Bean yes. from Minneapolis and his owner are participating. And, mm -hmm. you know, what you want to do is just spend some time with your pet. It gets you out of, pets are great to rekindle yourself and get yourself moving and feeling better about yourself. Take some pictures of what you're doing. Make sure when you post the pictures on social media, use the ha hashtag HBFH, which stands for Hoofbeats for Healing Virtual Trail Ride. Mm -hmm. So again, that's hashtag HBFH Virtual Trail Ride. And that will link everything together. And they can email you those pictures where? Lori at hoofbeastlori.com. And we'll talk about them on the show. We'll put them up on our Instagram page, on our Facebook page. Now, all you have to do is take a look at our Facebook page. If you go to the Facebook page and go to Hoofbeats for Healing, just type that in, you'll see we have instructions on there. You can just click a link and you can join up right away. It's $35. Um, and, and it is a tax-deductible donation. Tax deductible. And it will, that $35 will go a long way to helping kids in need. And in exchange for that, you guys get some swag. Oh, get some great stuff. Swag is basically, people go, what is swag? I've actually had people say, what is swag? It, swag is like a souvenir. A it's, souvenir. it's Hoofbeats for Healing's way of saying thank you. And this year, what they're sending out, and so what you do is you go on, and the link is on Hoofbeats for Healing's Facebook page. You'll see Virtual Trail Ride at the top. Lori has a little write-up about it, and at the bottom it says, click here to sign up. And you'll click there and you'll fill out all of your information. Whether it's a dog, horse, Whether it's a dog, whatever. horse, your Cat. name, the pet's name. Or if you're and, just walking it. Or if you're just doing it on your own. And then at the end, there's a link that takes you to our PayPal page where you can put in your $35, which comes directly to us. They do have a small fee if you do want the swag, if you want it mailed to you. Otherwise, you can pick it up locally if you're local and it doesn't cost anything. Otherwise, there is, I think, it's $7. $7 shipping right. to cover the shipping to you. And we'll ship that anywhere in the United States. Um, and the swag this year, what we're doing is we're giving away this really neat collector's pin mm -hmm. that says Hoofbeats, I support Hoofbeats for Healing. And then there's a really nice baseball cap with the Hoofbeats for Healing logo on it and a nice little vinyl sticker that you can put anywhere you want to let people know that you support Hoofbeats for Healing. Awesome. And we'll ship that out to you. And again, it's just to encourage you to spend time with your animals, to relax and get rid of some of this frustration from this. COVID-19 lockdowns and all this other stuff like that. So I'll also have links uh, at the end of the show in the show notes on how you can go directly to the Facebook pages and how to directly go in and sign up for the virtual trail ride. So make sure that you do that and support of Beats for Healing. Now, the other thing that they're doing that's another activity for those of you that are in our local area that want to attend, and I know there's about three or four spots left. Uh, Danae, one of our... Uh, counselors and a board member her and her daughters have done the sign making thing. They're so crafty. And I mean, Danae comes up with the neatest thing. She's... My most comfortable pajamas are the pants she gave me three years ago. I know. And I wear those at night. They're especially during the winter. They're fantastic. They're, they're little warm, flannel soft, PJs. And it's fantastic. But Danae makes some of the neatest things. That's smart. And they did this for one of the organizations that they work with. Um, and it's basically sign making. Yeah, so you're going to make some fun signs here. And it's called Witches in the Barn. Right. It is actually on the 24th. Yes, 24th. 24th. Yes, next Saturday. And we're going to also, it's a, it's kind of, okay, so it's a, it's a two, threefold process thing. Basically, come here, make a, you know, make a sign that you're going to enjoy. You don't even have to be crafty because I am not. Um, and she's going to help walk me through it. So even if you can't even, you know, draw a you know, stick, you know, she's going to help you out with that. But on top of it, it's a women's empowerment group. So while we're doing this, it's mainly geared towards women and young ladies. 
can come with their moms or grandmas. And basically what we're doing is we're teaching them how to take on the day and be empowered, but realize about everything that you can do. That's why it's called Witches in the Barn. And on top of it, as a fun thing, we have actually um, Healing Arts Chiropractic, Dr. Uh, Garrett Schwinghammer, is going to be here with uh, doing some evaluations for chiropractic health, too. And that's really a neat thing, too, because he's going to go through and evaluate you from a chiropractic's point of view. There's no charge for Oh, I that. want him to evaluate you. I won't be here. Mm -hmm. There's going to be too many women in the barn. I have a class to teach. I am out. As a matter of fact, I am three hours from the barn. Dang. So I am getting as far away as I can. I would have loved to have you evaluated. But he's going to give you an evaluation. And then if you want to go further and set up an appointment with Healing Arts Chiropractic, you can do that also. And this is part of their Give Back program. They have two offices, one in Fargo and one here in Wapaton that we work closely with. And their give back program is when they do these events, anybody who makes an appointment to for their first appointment, there's a extreme discount on the office visit and on the x-rays that they do. And all of the money that they collect from that first visit, they give back to the community. They donate back. And, and we are their donated. So and we are their uh, benefactor. Well, they're our, our benefactor. They're our benefactor. We're the beneficiary. There you go. Good job. them. And. Big words. Big, big words. That's a you. lot of big words for, for you, a Saturday. For you. For me it is, yes. Yeah. And all of that money then, it's a way to donate doubly. Now, depending on the size of the sign that you want to make, it's either $45 for the smaller sign, which is, again, a donation, mm -hmm. or $55 for the larger sign, which, again, is a donation. And you can do the same thing. Go to Hoofbeats for Healing. There's a little banner on there that says uh, Witches in the Barn. You can click on that. You fill out the same. looks almost identical to the virtual trail ride. Pick the type of sign that you want to make and sign up there. It's kind of fun. I mean, it, what's the, the neatest thing? These are those really crafty, cool signs that they look like homemade type awesome ones that you see like in different stores and stuff. This one you're going to make your own. Right. And it's, I mean, these are really neat. And if you have questions, you can email you where? Lori at hoofbeeswithlori.com. Or you can email one of our board members, Ashley at Ashley, A S H L E Y, at hoofbeatsforhealing.org. Or call 701-429-0320. And again, we'll have all of that information in at the in the show notes. So you can just click directly on that and move forward. Now, also, the other thing that's happening is we are still collecting items. We've got a few more donated. The Cruff family donated a beautiful cross made out of horseshoe nails. Yeah, I saw that. That's gorgeous. That is just absolutely gorgeous. We need to start getting pictures of those things up okay. on our Instagram page. Do that. I need to do that. And so we'll start doing that. We've had some prints that have been donated by uh, Linda and Jerry Buss and a few other items. So if you have items, what we're doing is we're doing an online auction that's going to start on Black Friday and run through the first week of December. And if you have items that are sitting around, uh, they don't have to be necessarily new items. Stuff that's been sitting around your house that uh, you think a horse person white or elephant items. white elephant items, those are good. People like to donate baskets, mm -hmm. uh, gift cards, those type of things. If you want to donate those to Hoofbeats for Healing, uh, you can email us at where? Lori at hoofbeatsforhealing.com. Or you can email me at victor at hoofbeatsforhealing.org or call me directly at 612-328-1639. And we'll make arrangements to get those items to us, and they'll be on the online auction, which, again, is another way for Hoofbeats for Healing to uh, get some donations so that we can keep moving forward with our grants to families in need. So make sure you are supporting that and watch for the auction. There are going to be some great things available on there for Christmas gifts. And also, we want to remind you to follow Hoofbeats with Lori on Instagram. We're on there now, and you've been putting some pictures up. I've got up. some pictures up. Proud so make of sure me. you're taking a look at that and post some of your pictures up there and follow us there. And remember your hashtags. And follow us on uh, Facebook. Mm -hmm. You can go there or go to our webpage, which is www.hoofbeatsforhealing.org. And if you want to donate directly to Hoofbeats for Healing, you can go to www.paypal.me. That's M-E slash Hoofbeats for Healing, and you can put any size donation you want right in there, and it will come directly to Hoofbeats for Healing. And we all appreciate that so much. And any amount of donation helps greatly, especially in these times 
when people are having a hard time doing things in person. And it's very difficult right now, but it's also extremely appreciated because there are so many anxieties and issues that are going on. A lot of kids really need this, and the ones that really need the help the most are having trouble getting it. Correct. I mean, our requests for help have almost quadrupled right. since they were the number that we used to get prior to COVID-19. Yes. And our ability to get funds has dropped dramatically. As it is with most nonprofits right, right now. So we're so all working Everybody's hard. scrambling to try and, and make it. Hey, fun. and that reminds me, um, when we talk about on nonprofits, if they go to Amazon, when you guys are buying your stuff at Amazon, go to Smiles. Amazon.com, which that's where you can also put in your choice of a donation, a person that you're going to donate to. Now, a nonprofit. That means that if you go to Smiles Amazon, you can actually tell them, okay, I want to have, I want to have Hoofbeats for Healing be my, my sponsor, or I want to sponsor them. Now, that's no money out of your pocket, but actually everything that you purchase, a percentage goes to Hoofbeats. Right. So just go to smiles.amazon.com. Mm -hmm. And it's your normal login, and yep. it'll just show you in the upper left-hand corner of the screen that you're on the Smiles page. And then you don't, and then you choose your nonprofit. Choose the nonprofit that you want to support. And we are on there. And hopefully, you'll want to support the Beats for Healing. And you just type that in, and if any purchase that you make, no matter how small or how big. Uh, Amazon will give a percentage of that purchase donated each month to Hoofbeats for Healing. So how, how cool is that? You just buy your normal stuff, and in Hoofbeats for Healing helps. You know, right, helps and you. remember, coming into the Christmas time, a lot of us are doing our Christmas shopping on Amazon. It's a great way so to do So many people things. shop on Amazon, so use the Smiles um, app. And that will help out a lot. And the last thing we want to mention is remember that Richley Animal Farms is accepting applications for working students. We have two or three spots available. It's a fun group to be with. Uh, you get to be around horses, work with the horses, and you get riding lessons out of it. And if they're interested in that, they can contact you where? Lori at hoofbeatswithlori.com. Or you can go to alwayshorses.com and click on Contact Us, and that will come directly to Richland Animal Farms. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how much you're available, whether you're available once a week, once a month, a couple times a year. Uh, we're always looking for volunteers out here to help out, so make sure that you're doing that. And the last reminder I want to give you before we close up the show is remember, if you're listening to us on the direct link, please go and subscribe through your favorite podcast player. And we are now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, which are the four really big ones. And then we are also on about 100 other podcast platforms. And remember, it's great that you are clicking directly and listening. But if you subscribe, then we can also get the analytics to track you guys. And so we say, hey. No, we're, we're not tracking well, them. Well, we're not tracking them, but I'm definitely seeing where you guys are listening. Yeah, and we want to know where that is. And if you have topics that you'd like talked about or questions, they can email you where? Lori at hoofbeatswithlori.com. And we'll be happy to talk about that on the show. And make sure that you are subscribing. And that helps us know where our listeners are coming from mm -hmm. and doing things like that. Well, you know, Lori, with that. I think I gotta get out to the barn. Yeah, I know you do. I know, it's I gotta get out there. I'm running a little late today. So I'm gonna head out to the barn and see what the beasties are doing. So I'm out of here. Mm -hmm.